and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we're going to talk about opportunities to volunteer and serve at the LCMS Youth Gathering. We know that many youth ministries are in the thick of preparations for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston. It's been really uh, totally amazing to see people share information and ideas, especially in like the Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. I especially love to see the support uh, as people raise money to <laughs> attend. Uh, youth leaders support youth leaders, congregations coming alongside to support their young people. I know it's a lot of hard work, and we certainly recognize that in our office. Uh, but there are benefits to young people when they see how their congregations, their adult leaders, how they support and care for them. It is really tremendous, even before the gathering starts. Right. I think just with COVID and everything, I think that's some questions leading up to about how is that going to work and just to see congregations invest in their young people, maybe in unique ways than they've had in the past. But I love to see it, the, the really creativity they've shown and the relationships are getting built around that whole process. And it, as kind of as we talk about this episode, you've probably heard this before. We've talked about this, but the LCMS Youth Gathering couldn't happen without servant leadership of hundreds of people. Uh, our office gets to connect with facility staff and event and convention planners in our host city for the gathering, whether it's been, you know, Minneapolis before, New Orleans, Houston now. And we always hear that our volunteers are amazing and they make our event unique and safe and just connected. And it always makes our heart glad when these other leaders share they borrowed ideas from our volunteer teams or that they wish they could bring in our volunteers for every one event that they do. We want those orange shirts, those young adult volunteers at every event that we yeah, do because absolutely. of the energy they bring. And just, they're just such great young people. Uh, but we just love our YAVs and our, our past community life builders and all our volunteers that serve the event. They're great representatives of Jesus and certainly our church body. And just to kind of start, we have almost 200 volunteer planners that dedicate maybe up to 2.5 years of their time to the gathering. And they are responsible for the program, the safety and logistical planning of the event, asking a lot of good questions, doing a lot of planning, and then sometimes reaching out to adult leaders as well or other planning teams. And we're so thankful for them. And we get to hear more about the other volunteers that are at the gathering during this podcast as well. And honestly, I had no idea how many people volunteered their time to help make the gathering happen until I joined the staff, really. Uh, And I think there's a lot of adult leaders who don't get to peek behind that curtain just to see how many people are working uh, for years, making sacrifices just to make sure every group's gathering experience is positive and points you full to Jesus. Uh, another thing that we don't always see is just how much the gathering goes back and serves the host city. Uh, many participants will experience servant events, whether they're on-site, whether they're off-site. Uh, but when you add it all up, over the years, really thousands of hours have served those host cities and left a lasting impact, which is a really cool thing for us to see. Uh, people have been served through those projects, mercy and care, um, and youth have grown to appreciate Christian service and grown in their understanding of their giftedness. It's just, um, again, both of those things, just ones that we don't always get to see when we're in the midst of kind of the chaos of, of bringing a group to the gathering. Right, right. And especially, I think some of those offsite ones, you know, they're not, not right downtown. So sometimes they don't get to see that. We've been really trying yeah. to capture that, like on video and photography. So people know that those things are happening as it's just a great legacy for the event um, and the connection we make in the host city. Um, and those those servant events, they provide a chance for young people to live out their vocations and to be God's hands and feet, both at Houston and beyond, as they get to learn new opportunities they can serve back home. Um, and today we are going to hear a bit more about the ways that we are giving back to the city that is so graciously hosting us. And we're going to talk a little bit about the volunteers who help the gathering run throughout the event. 
Joining us today to discuss our gathering volunteers is one of our fantastic volunteer planners, Mrs. Lindsay Schmidt. Lindsay is a DC who serves as Director of Youth Ministry at Woodbury Lutheran Church, and she serves as the Director of Volunteer Management for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering. She lives in the Twin Cities and is married to Tad. Welcome, Lindsay. We are so thankful to have you here and all the ways you invest in the gathering with our volunteers. So I'm a first-time gathering adult leader. Well, I mean, you're not, Mark, but I'm not, but let's pretend, let's pretend, let's pretend. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm on the Facebook group and I'm seeing ambassador and young adult volunteer and orange this and blue that, and are we using yellow, all these things that are going on and questions I've never seen this before. I'm a first timer. What are the volunteers I might come across at the gathering and what do I need to know? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to talk about volunteers. Um, There are a lot of volunteers at the gathering. So like we think there might be at least a thousand volunteers coming to serve at the youth gathering. Yes. And you're going to notice that there's going to be people in orange. (laughs) I think they stand out the most, I think. Um, They are our young adult volunteers. And these volunteers are 19 to 26. They've committed to serve for the entire gathering. They definitely bring energy, joy, yes. and leadership to many areas <laughs> of our gathering complex. Um, they pride themselves in being fun, friendly, and flexible. Yes. Actually, our whole volunteer team <laughs> is trying to adopt this mantra. We just follow the way of the young adult volunteers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they remind us over and over how amazing the young adults of our church are. So I think as you're looking at those orange volunteers, as you're bringing young people into the gathering experience, encourage all your students to watch and talk to our young adult volunteers um, to be considering if that's maybe one of their next steps in their um, gathering experience. Um, You're going to also see volunteers that are wearing blue. These volunteers are our adult volunteers. There's two types of volunteers within that blue crew. Um, The first one is Team Flex, and they're composed of both local volunteers as well as people who've traveled from all over the country to serve the gathering for a flexible (laughs) amount of time. Uh, They might serve for a few hours or they might serve for the full length of the gathering. Uh, These awesome folks will be serving in very specific roles where they might use um, a very specific skill that they have. Or they may be in a specific role with not, they will only have knowledge in that area. Um, And a little plug, there is still time to apply to be part of Team Flex. (laughs) The third group that you'll see that's also wearing blue is the Gathering Ambassadors. These are adults who've committed to serve the entirety of the gathering. And you'll find them everywhere within Mm -hmm. your gathering experience, including your hotel. Mm -hmm. They will have very specific roles, but they will also be trained to answer and help you with questions. They'll likely be rocking a little bit of yellow as a nod to our beloved community <laughs> life builders of the past. Yeah. Uh, so you use that term ambassadors, right? And for people who have maybe been around a while, that seems like maybe is that a different thing? Is that the same thing? Uh, how is that maybe termed different than in previous gatherings? Yeah, great question, Juliana. In the past, uh, the past few gatherings, really, we had a group that wore yellow and they were called CLBs or Community Life Builders. That term developed from the role that they had, which was to develop community at hotels. That's why they began to be part of the gathering experience. 
Um, Over time, that role shifted to include so much more than just hotel life. And so at one point they were considered walking information booths. (laughs) And then we all had these devices that traveled with us that were connected to the internet and we could use things like apps and text messaging and all these things that we didn't really need walking information booths any longer. And so they shifted over the last gathering, especially they shifted to become more of a friendly, helpful ambassador of the gathering, that their job was to help participants find their way to safely experience what the gathering had to offer um, and really just um, be a joyful presence in the city that we were in. And so uh, we've seen a great increase in our um, local and on-site volunteers also over the last couple of gatherings. And so to simplify things for both the community, so like Houston, as well as all of us as participants of the gathering, um, we wanted to have two colors that represented volunteers. Um, The first one was orange because we want to really identify and celebrate our amazing young adults and also blue, uh, all of the other adults that serve the gathering. So that's why we moved away from the color yellow uh, and we just have two simple colors that if a person in the community was looking for who do I ask a question, it's really easy who to know um, to talk to. That's great. I, I love the change of um, the former CLB now ambassador, really be that hospitality kind of focus. And like you said, like I, I think of like at my church, we have greeters, you know, at church when you show yeah. up, I kind of think like ambassadors taking on that role, help us get to where we need to go, smiling face, um, just great people that are so warm and encouraging to participants who are there, willing to pray with you if you need to have a concern. I mean, all those things Definitely. that they step into those roles. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit, uh, that team flex piece has been interesting too over the last couple of gatherings. Um, was really a couple gatherings ago, we had more and more people come in and saying either maybe I missed the deadline to apply to be a CLB, now an ambassador, or I can't, um, I'm not local, but man, I just want to come and be a part of the event. I want to invest in young people. Uh, Maybe I can't do the seven days, but I can do the five. And so we started just little by little adding things to what we call kind of on-site service. And then we've always had great local uh, service uh, opportunities too, and to where uh, volunteers would come from local LCMS churches to volunteer. So now we kind of Loved how your teams have streamlined this, made this more connected and go through the process. So tell us about, you You mentioned Team Flex is still open. Um, so yeah. how can people who are still listening and thinking of um, who might be listening to this podcast of, of opportunities for people in their congregations to serve, what do they need to do? Where would they find the information? Yeah, you're going to want to go to the gathering webpage and click on, I want to volunteer. And there is a, an application form there that you can sign up. That application lets us know that you're interested. We'll follow up with some questions as well as um, send you information about getting a background check, all those good things. Uh, One thing to note about Team Flex is you don't have to serve the entire gathering. Mm -hmm. That's what makes Team Flex so great. Um, So if you're coming in for just a couple of days, you can't take the whole time off of the whole gathering to serve with your congregation. You're welcome to serve on Team Flex and still get to experience parts of the gathering Mm -hmm. experience. Also, if you have family or friends that are part of LCMS congregations in the Houston area, it is an excellent way mm-hmm. um, for those local folks um, to really get connected. Uh, the Team Flex crew definitely is serving all over the place, but they are, I think, more so than any of our other volunteer areas. Um, some of them will have very specific skill sets that yeah. they'll use in how they serve. So things like um, AV assistants or massage therapists or musicians or, um, Mark, you probably know some other really specific in the past, they've had hairdressers and clowns and puppeteers. I've had all these different people that served 
as um, Team Flex. They came in and used their very specific skills they had. So if you're a person who has unique skills like that that you want to use at the gathering, Team Flex is a great place um, to put those skills to work. Yeah, I've, I've loved hearing from, you know, from churches who, you know, not necessarily that are local and said like either maybe we've had someone who has gone as adult leader, they're looking to pass the baton to tell their leaders to take the youth, but they still just want to be a part of the gathering. Like this is a great opportunity. They might have specific skills or they can come again, be maybe more of our generalists to help with different program areas that happen. So it's been a great way to continue to keep people connected to the gathering and allow them to invest in young people. So that's, that's really exciting for us and really been a blessing. Yeah. Book an Airbnb, come right. and hang out and serve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you talked about kind of Team Flex has usually some kind of specific things that they do, or they might not serve for the entire gathering. Uh, but if I'm thinking about all of our volunteers as a whole, I'm an adult leader, I'm coming in. Uh, where might I interact with those volunteers? Where am I going to see them? What are they going to be doing? They are everywhere. <laughs> Our volunteers have a goal to help you have a great experience. And they their plan or their goal is to keep folks in motion in places where there might be a little foot traffic buildup. Mm-hmm. They're in places where there could be a safety issue, things like the escalators near the streets, um, on the experiential floor where there's basketballs flying all over the place. <laughs> uh, they'll be helping answer questions at places like info booths, at the hotels, all around the gathering complex. Definitely outside the food areas and around the stadium. They'll be helping with crowd engagement, serving you at serving with you at servant events, and also bring in the fun when there's times of waiting. So things like outside the stadium events where you might be waiting or outside of sessions, there'll be volunteers in those areas trying to help keep the fun going. Um, they're also really ready to pray with you if you find yourself in a place of just needing some encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I took a group way back when uh, to a gathering in Florida. And there were a lot of times where I was just tired and I needed someone to be like, you're doing great. You're doing (laughs) awesome. Like you can do this. And um, I can remember just how great, grateful I was for seeing people who were smiling, who were reminding me why I was okay being really sweaty and um, carrying kids stuff in different places that, that just reminded me of why we were here. Um, So the volunteers really are there to help the experience as a whole just really be um, amazing. That's awesome. Well, one thing that's great about the gathering planning process is uh, the amount of prayer that goes into it. I know our volunteer teams are praying for the gathering, the participants, the adult leaders, our our staff is, all those that are involved. But I want to kind of put it back on maybe you a little bit to ask how can the adult leaders be praying for the volunteers, our ambassadors and YAVs and all those that are preparing to come, our Team Flex. What are some prayer requests you might lift up that we can be praying in our churches back home? Mark, that is amazing. It's amazing to think about um, participants and congregations praying for volunteers that are going to be serving at the gathering. Thanks for this opportunity to just even talk about things um, related to what our volunteers may be bringing with them as they come into the summer um, what a gift that we can pray for each other. We know that those thousand amazing folks are taking time off to make space to be able to serve this summer. Um, and as folks, I mean, we all know we're making time to make it to the gathering, right? But there's a lot of logistics that come with that type of a commitment. So things for me, I've been praying over employers mm-hmm. 
of all of our volunteers praying for the finances. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if everyone knows this or not, but ambassadors and young adult volunteers help offset their costs by yeah. paying a registration fee. And they cover their own flights and their food so that their cost doesn't increase participant cost, which is yeah. just beautiful in my yeah. in my mind. Um, Team Flex also pays for all their housing and their travel and their food. And we just know sometimes finances Take prayer. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pray over that money and how to set aside what you need to cover um, those costs. I'm um, also praying for families. Uh, there's a lot of families that their way of serving the gathering is by sending someone okay. that they love to the gathering. Um, and that person plays a significant role in their family back home. So praying over the families while um, their loved one is serving. I would also love prayers for the planners that are leading these teams. I get the privilege <laughs> of getting to walk alongside some amazing leaders that have stepped in and said yes to leading these hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. And so prayers that they would have wisdom and discernment as they're placing each of these volunteers into roles. It can be very daunting to think, I don't know this person very well, but I want to put them in the right place. And we are so grateful that the Holy Spirit guides that process. And in general, for all of us, can we just pray for some energy and some joy, right? Because um, we know we're walking into a week where God's going to move in powerful ways. And also, we aren't probably going to sleep a lot. Yeah. So um, we want, we're going to come into a big, emotional, beautiful experience. And um, we maybe will feel tired at times or crabby at times or just weary. And so prayers for all of us that we would have energy and joy um, to be able to see as see God move as we grow in our understanding of how Jesus is in all things. Yeah, that's fantastic. Lizzie, thanks so much for your uh, service and how you support all of those volunteers. And we look forward to seeing all of them and you at the gathering uh, this July. Thanks for joining us. Well, joining us now is Jen Hall. Jen Hall is a DCE who has served as the director of family ministry at Golden Valley Luther for the last 25 years. Uh, she is a mom and a grandma and she, for us, most importantly, maybe not most importantly, but uh, but incredibly valuable member of our servant event team working on helping set up all our servant events for this upcoming summer uh, at the 2022 Youth Gathering. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to share about service. Yeah, so we've maybe heard reference on previous podcasts or in other information about the gathering about uh, both on-site and off-site servant events. And those might be terms that people might not be familiar with. Uh, What is the difference between an on-site or an off-site servant event at the gathering? Sure. So an off-site project takes place somewhere other than at the gathering complex. So congregations are selected for off-site projects, um, are going to be out serving in the broader community of Houston. And congregations that are assigned to specific projects, depending on their size, could be um, assigned with another group or maybe on their own, but they'll be sent out into the community to different organizations, different locations to serve the people in Houston. And on-site projects take place all within the gathering complex. And so at this time, that is all at the George R. Brown Convention Center. But as things go, things could change. And so, you know, never know for sure. But that's where um, the projects are going to be for now. Um, Some of those projects will be walk-up projects open to anybody to come in for 10 minutes, you know, half hour um, and do some sort of 
um, gather or a service project, while others might be ones that and a group is assigned to that might take a little bit longer, you know, an hour or hour and a half to complete. Our offsite CERN events now have had a rich history in gathering for a number of, of years. It's always a great time for us to give back to the city that hosts us and also for our young people to have that opportunity to serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus in a lot of different contexts. So as you've kind of been planning here in Houston, I mean, through a pandemic, some different things have been unique about this gathering process for sure. But what are some of the projects that people might be assigned to for offsite service? Yeah, for sure. The pandemic has certainly added um, a layer of complications in our in our planning. But, you know, as always, God is faithful and he he's going to provide opportunities for um, groups to serve. And so some of those projects that are being planned currently are um, at Camp Lone Star, which is outside of Houston. And they have a lot of projects for us to do. Things um, like painting um, or staining their gazebo, their dining hall. Um, they have a whole bunch of uh, brush and foliage that needs to be removed around their amphitheater, as well as being able to build some new seating for that amphitheater. Um, so that's one of the projects that a lot of kids will get to go to. Um, another organization we're working with is the Houston Parks and Rec Department. And of course, those projects will be outside. Um, doing a lot of landscaping, park cleanup, um, maybe helping to lay sod, things like that. And then kind of one that's exciting, um, working with a local church in Houston, Resurrection Lutheran Church, they have um, a large um, acreage of land and mm. they want to develop um, a community walkway um, along that acreage that might have some nice seating. Um, connected to their property is a senior center, and so it would be a great place for the seniors to get outside, get some exercise, um, have some spots to sit and relax. And so excited that we get to partner with them also. So that's just a small snippet of some of the projects that, that kids could be doing um, off-site. I love some of those projects. Like, I mean, I always think it's cool. We hear stories about like a youth that will do a project like with resurrection and then be able to come back maybe years later and be able to say like, Hey, I served and did that piece, that walkway, whatever it is, and have that lasting impression. And for, uh, youth and adults, both be able to see how God uses them, uh, through service and to think of the opportunity people will be able to have the work, walk around that, that, uh, that area, and then also be able to be out in God's creation. So love hearing of projects like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be a really fabulous thing for kids to be involved in and be able to see like instantly what they've accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, a cool thing to see how many different organizations you guys got to connect with and, and places in the Houston area to be able to help and serve uh, for those offsite servant events. But if I'm not doing an offsite servant event, there's still plenty of places for us to serve uh, there in the convention center. Uh, and, and maybe for a slightly shorter amount of time. What are some of the projects you guys have planned for uh, on-site service? Absolutely. We have a variety of projects on-site as well. Um, for those who have, you know, attended a gathering in the past, some of the favorites will be back. Um, things like sewing diapers for babies, as well as um, using plastic bags to weave mats for people experiencing homelessness. And of course, the favorite Lutheran service dogs. <laughs> no matter where you put those dogs, the kids find them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're excited about them um, coming and being able to participate in those again. 
But we also have some really exciting new projects that we're going to be doing this year, new organizations that we'll be partnering with. And one we're really excited about is an organization called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And that organization um, builds beds for kids who don't have a bed to sleep in, um, which as a mom is really hard for me to comprehend that a child wouldn't have a bed to sleep in. And um, we learned when we were in Houston last time that there are 10,000 kids in the city of Houston that do not have a bed to sleep in. So, yeah, we're really excited about being able to partner with them. Our goal is to... Um, build at least 50 beds a day during the gathering, maybe um, up to 100 each day. Um, Some of that is still, of course, being worked out. But um, for that one, kids will get to come in and they can do things like sanding. Um, They have a unique process they they use for staining the beds. And so um, they'll be able to participate in that. They'll be able to stencil the beds. They stencil them all with a little logo from Sleep in Heavenly Peace. So there'll be a lot of different opportunities for kids to um, work with that organization. And then a cool connection is that um, some of our offsite teams will actually deliver the beds, get to set them up. And so they'll get to see the families where those beds go. So that's a brand new um, organization that we're working with and really excited. Um, Another one that we'll be working with is Concordia Publishing House and Concordia Gospel Outreach. Um, They're going to, again, be providing a lot of resources for us to box up and send out to organizations. Um, If you were at the last gathering, a lot of congregations were blessed with a box of um, resources. This time, we're going to take it a little step further, and we're going to look at other organizations that may benefit from those resources, places like crisis nursery, um, the armed forces, mm-hmm. um, underserved schools, um, whether that be in inner city or rural um, congregations or schools. So places that could really benefit from um, some CPH resources and a great opportunity to be able to share, you know, um, gospel-centered centered resources with these organizations. So groups will get to come in. They can write notes to those um, organizations, maybe make bookmarks to go in the books, um, highlight Bibles that might be sent to prisons. um, And then they'll be able to pack those boxes and prepare them for shipping. Um, So we're really blessed to to be able to partner with CPH again on that. And then another one that's a walk-up, if you only have five or 10 minutes would be to come in and assemble a gift bag for a frontline worker. Uh, And then if groups, yeah, that'll be kind of cool to put together a little care package for them. And then if groups choose to, they could take it a step further and choose a tag that would have the name of an organization and they could actually choose to deliver those. So especially for those congregations that might be driving you know, mm-hmm. they might choose to take some of those gift bags and deliver them personally to that organization. So a police station, a fire station, a clinic, a hospital. So um, excited about that, too. Uh, one thing about on-site events, so many of them are things that youth and churches can do back home. Um, you know, simple ideas, sometimes just give me encouragement or how the supplies work. And then it's so cool then, like at an event like a youth gathering to see when you bring that many people together. Uh, what you're able to do over a short amount of time. So it's it's really made it fun on the floor of the convention center to be able to have those opportunities. Now, I, I, I want to give you an opportunity. You've kind of said a lot of these already. Just 
kind of through description and who's going to be benefited by the servant events, but what are some of the benefits of participating in a service project at the gathering? Thinking if we're talking to adult leaders and maybe their first time adult leaders haven't done this before, what are some of the stories you've heard or some of the things you're seeing through your process that are going to be beneficial for groups and individual participants at the gathering? Um, sure. Well, you know, when I think about serving in general, I mean, I think serving is one of the ways that we live out our Christian faith. You know, the Bible is full of references about serving one another, taking care of one another, you know, looking out for the needs of one another. And so, you know, I think that that's an important piece of our expressions as Christians is to be serving one another. I think the other benefit is that, you know, once we begin to look outside of ourselves and see the needs of those around us, um, it gets us one, it gets us kind of out of our own little worlds to see um, the world in a, in a different way, in a bigger picture, um, to, a, to just be more aware of the needs of people around us. Um, and certainly it's a way to live out that faith, but it also brings um, a sense of fulfillment for us too. You know, I love to watch kids. Um, it, it seems like you don't have to really do a lot to motivate them to want to serve. You know, they, they can hardly wait to get at it. Like they're, they want to stop the talk, right? And just get at it because they really want to um, serve and feel like they're making a difference. And I think that's a big piece of why we serve is that it is a way that we can make a difference um, in the lives of other people and share the gospel with them at the same time. You know, as our team has been planning, um, we've, we've kind of had three goals in mind as we think about service. And so as leaders are preparing, you can think about this. One, we want things to be significant. We want kids to be able to come, come in and do a project that is significant where they do really feel like they're making a difference. Um, second, we want them to understand the why. Why are they doing this? You know, what, what does this organization do to understand a, a broader scope of what the organization is and what they do? And then third, how do I take this home? You know, servant service isn't just something that you come and do once and you're done, but we really want to cultivate a lifelong um, service, servant heart. And so we want to teach kids about how can they take what they've learned at the gathering home with them? You know, take the beds, for instance. Um, there are chapters of Sleep in Heavenly Peace all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, going back home and finding out, hey, is there a chapter where I live? And could we partner with them to provide, you know, beds for kids in our, our own communities? Um, could we organize a blood drive and at our school? Um, you know, super easy to do gift bags. You know, anybody can do that. And so we really want to make sure that there's a component of how kids can take this home with them and serve once they get back. Yeah, I, I appreciate that this is, we talk about the gathering, it's not just being those five days, but something that's that continues on far beyond that. Um, are there going to be other resources that are going to be available for people who want to take those gathering pieces home? Um, well, I think there will be for some of them. You know, certainly um, one of the things I think is cool if you donate blood um, they're going to actually send you home with um, some information about how to do that back home, of course, but they're also going to notify you when your blood gets used. And so um, anybody who donates blood will get a text message that says, hey, your blood was used today to save a life or to help someone in need. So I think that's um, a really cool piece of, of donating blood. 
But certainly the organizations that are there are going to have all sorts of resources available for kids to take along with them that are going to teach them more about those organizations, um, as well as how to get, you know, connected back home. So groups, when they registered, they were given an opportunity to, to designate what service opportunities they might be interested in. So um, on-site, off-site, they didn't have to necessarily designate anything. So let's talk a little bit about that process then. So um, some of these, maybe if they didn't designate anything, these walk-up service opportunities are great, that if they've got maybe young people in their groups um, to be able to serve, that's something they'll be able to then do at the convention center. Is that correct? That's correct. So if you didn't sign up for either one, there are still going to be service opportunities for you to participate in. A lot of opportunities, even those who may be um, assigned are going to be able to participate in some of the walk-up ones. So they'll be ones that are open to anybody, whether you've been assigned to on-site, off-site, or neither. Um, and then there'll be some that, that will require either um, a pre-registration, like donating blood, because there are some um, waivers that have to be signed. And so that will require pre-registration, um, but again, open to, to anybody to do. You just have to sign up ahead of time. Um, and then there'll be some where groups are assigned. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you, if you checked the, the offsite, you're going to be assigned to one of the projects. And then transportation is provided, so you don't have to worry about any of that. There'll be a Bible study on the bus so that if your group misses their Bible study time, they're still going to, you know, be able to kind of connect with what the daily Bible study is. Um, if you chose on-site, then you will also be assigned to do one of the on-site projects that maybe would take a little bit more time um, yeah. or a little bit, be a little bit more involved. But even some of those, if there are spaces that are still open, groups can walk up and say, hey, I want to help build a bed. Great. And one of the things we're doing differently, this gathering, if you've attended a previous one, is for if you do offsite, um, this was in the registration materials, it, there weren't necessarily the details, but we're going to have an additional fee to do an offsite server event. But the great thing about it is there's going to be a lunch provided. So it takes a meal off your schedule and preparation, and then obviously helps pay for some of the supplies and transportation and things. And then the other thing that's slightly different too, is that we're lo really looking at these certain events being, certain events being more of your ex whole day experience. Um, so especially if you're at one of the outlying properties like the Galleria and you get assigned to a servant event, the bus is going to take you from the Galleria to your service, back to your hotel to be able to freshen up and things for the day and then downtown. So that's a little bit of a different um, than we've had in the past too. So we're excited about giving uh, groups a little bit more support along that way too. maybe give them a really day they just focus on the service, um, but then also provide a meal so they don't feel so rushed and famished. Um, and he's serving in the heat and everything in Houston. Um, and so we're excited about that piece too. So this will all, just a little bit for the timeline, this is stuff will start coming out after we get hotel placements done. That's kind of the first thing we need to do. Um, and then after that, we'll start to reveal kind of where you've been slotted, at least have the invitation to serve. Now you can still say, you know what, we decided we don't want to do that. We kind of want to do, we like what Jen's saying about these one-offs and maybe a little bit shorter. That's great. You can decline it. Uh, but let you'll have the option at least to sign up and we'll start doing that based on kind of hotel assignments as we move forward into the spring. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, as a as a leader myself who've brought groups to many gatherings and done offsite service, the um, fact that a meal is going to be provided is huge because, you know, kids are starving by the time we get <laughs> back. And so it's nice to be able to to have that piece kind of worked out for the day. And even that option of being able to go back to your hotel 
Um, you know, nobody likes to take a bus full of stinky kids, you know, and then pack them into a, you know, a, a big mass event where you get to sit by them all day long. So uh-huh. yeah, that's great. Well, we're just thrilled about all the different opportunities people are going to have to serve in a variety of ways. So thanks to your team for, for getting that ready. And thanks for coming and sharing a little bit about that. Absolutely. My pleasure. We're really excited about what's going to be planned for this gathering. I love the opportunities uh, an LCMS Youth Gathering provides for churches together or individuals to serve in the name of Jesus and to impact a city like a Houston, our host city, um, for young people to grow in their gifts and abilities and to appreciate opportunities to serve, um, as well as the opportunity we get to do to show Jesus' mercy and love for other people. Um, just love seeing kids get connected and integrated to that and for that to be a legacy both in the city, but also they take home with them and just love to hear the stories of young people and churches that get to serve together and the impact the Holy Spirit makes through that process. Yeah, it's so fantastic. We talked a lot about, you know, the image of all of these young people in a city with all their backpacks and, and how um, that draws attention to yep. what we do at the LCMS Youth Gathering. But I, I really think those offsite service and the onsite service are both opportunities where um, we can let the people of Houston know uh, why yeah. we're here, what we're about, and point them to Jesus, which is just such a, a powerful thing uh, to be able to do and to be able to give your young people an example, a taste of that, um, so that hopefully you can carry that home um, and let them think about, hey, maybe we do want to do a, a, a servant event, you know, I'll see my servant event in the next summer, or hey, what are some smaller servant events we can incorporate into our uh, more regular youth ministry as a way that to, to help you people think about opportunities to serve and lead, not just at the gathering, but at home as well. And so it's just the backbone of the gathering are people who are serving at the event. Sometimes they might be unsung heroes. Sometimes in the background, you don't necessarily always see them, but our volunteer teams are just amazing. And so many ways that they are an answer to prayer and they're praying themselves um, for the event. Uh, but they are just making connections behind the scenes that make our events safe and fun and joy-filled and Christ-centered um, in ways that I know we can't even like quantify in the way oh, we do absolutely. it. That they are just yeah. such yeah, a yeah. blessing uh, from our YAVs to those who have served as CLBs in the past and now ambassadors to now our Team Flex. Um, we just really could not do the event at the level that we do it or do it at all without their investment. So we're so thankful the way service is the backbone of the gathering. And we hope that, too, that our kids and our adult leaders know that they've got these other brothers and sisters in Christ who love them enough to give up time to serve and invest in them. And, too, that we have future servants. And, again, like you said, not just at the gathering, but as they go back home to their congregations to see the blessing it is to be served and then to serve others um, as they were first served in Jesus. Yeah, I get to start my uh, gathering time, or at least I have the last two cycles. Uh, one of the first things I get to do is help with the yeah, registration and with their <laughs> uh, with their orientation and and oh man is that just like the best way to I'd start uh, the best way to kick off a gathering is to spend time with those young people because they are just such an amazing group of young people and sacrificial leaders servant leaders yeah. who are there really energized to be there. I always try to have it on my calendar to be at the convention center or wherever they're training when they first get there. Because uh, it's just one of my favorite parts of the gathering when that happens. And I, it was a little bit different in Minneapolis. And I just still remember I was rocking around with our event coordinator for the convention center when they kind of were coming over for some early trainings for their events. And I just remember her being like, 
who are these people? And I want right. them at all my events. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You do. They're just such a gift um, and just so willing to use their gifts and skills that God's given them to serve the body because they, they want to make the gathering this fantastic experience for other young people. Um, and, and in the meantime, they get this chance to be in the community together. Right. And, right. you know, you love so much how our volunteers not only get to serve, but then get to build uh, ties to one another across mm -hmm. the country um, with people maybe they would have never met otherwise who would yeah. then turn into people who support one another and love one another um, and who come back many come back cycle after cycle after cycle right. just willing to give time and money and energy and space every three years for this and and could not be more grateful for for the ways that they they care for the gathering so as you guys think about uh what we want to do in terms of service and leadership in the gathering uh, some closing questions for you to consider uh, consider how your group wants to incorporate service into your gathering experience and make sure your registration aligns with that as well as uh, looking for any signups for that. How can you pray and thank those volunteers who help serve at the gathering? And finally, how can you take lessons about service and leadership home to your youth ministry after the gathering? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you lead and serve your youth ministry as they prepare for the summer. But please join us in praying for our many volunteers who serve at the gathering and who work diligently to make uh, the gathering happen, as well as for the many service projects that will shine God's light around Houston. Engels Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.